Ladies and gentlemen, hello and good morning. Wow, what a song by Phil Wickham. His name is Jesus. And if you want to watch that like on you know YouTube or somewhere online, uh, the title of that is His Name is Jesus Song Session. His Name is Jesus Song Session by Phil, P-H-I-L, Wickham, W-I-C-K-H, A.M. As as a matter of fact, I know this might be a little sacrilegious here on Rumble, but uh, until everybody comes to Rumble, I have just put the YouTube link in the chat for you so that you can uh, listen to that song um, and the many versions of that song. Phil Wickham is a wonderful, wonderful musician, great artist, great uh, man of God, and all his songs are really great. Uh, Kong is in the building. How are you? Armilius, good morning. Dautet, God Chick, Shelly Rose, Sherry Ann, 56, how are you? Angel Fit, Diane, 548, good morning. Lord Fishy, how you doing? Annette Smith, how are you? Jay Gizme, 15, Race Mom, 53, Amanda Collins, good morning, girl, how are you? How's your little one doing today? Um, Vicky, 65, T Mitchell, good morning. Maga Mom, 217, Majorva, 27, Victoria, as always, in church this morning. Shishu is here. How are you? KC2022. Um, Matthias, how are you? Kittenhead is here. Good morning. So Salty, S. Rose, Xena904, MJ Randall is here, ready for church. Uh, Jersey Jane3, CQ, ready for church. All sounding off. Jennifer Webster, CL Burns, Let's Go Lugo, ready to give praise and honor and thanksgiving to the Lord. So let's do that today, folks. We got a heck of a show lined up for you today. What a great song to start the day out. Pearl Six says, Jeremy, blue is your color. I know, it's weird. I look like a tomato when I'm in red, and I actually look good when I'm in blue, and I hate blue because blue is the Democrat party. Ah, anyway, (laughs) kind of like stuck between a rock and a hard place on that one. Um, My wife says I look like a... uh, (laughs) <laughs> like a sunburned tomato when I wear all red. So uh, I'm kind of um, banned from wearing all red. Wear a red hat, black shirt. Can't wear a red shirt, red hat. At least not uh, uh, not away from the studio anyway. Um, good morning, Angel Grandmother. How are you? Katie63, a tomato? No, you don't. <laughs> well, <laughs> that's, what, that's what Sabrina says. Uh, Mary, I am. Hello and good morning. Annie, get your guns is here. S. Kohar, thank you. Uh, so many great people, so many familiar faces, and we already have 1,000 people eager, hungry, and ready to hear the Word of God, so why don't we just get right into it? I will be showing you a, uh, a couple videos, as always. Uh, I've always got some great videos to show you guys. Um, let's see here. just want to make sure that we... Yes, right there. Okay, so anyway, um, there's a lot of stuff about the human, the human body and the human anatomy that is very biblical that nobody talks about. You know what I mean? Like, um, you know how you're uh, inside your body, inside your chromosomes. There's a uh, there's a shape of a cross. I believe it's the lanolin or the lanolin uh, gene or sorry, what lanolin is is in the shape of a cross in your body. Stuff like that. And uh, we're going to talk about a little bit of that today uh, as well. But before we do, let's get into prayer. Uh, Jeremy, I have a lot of Phil Wickham songs on my worship playlist. He is a good artist. He is a good artist. Let's go to the Lord in prayer right now. Uh, Please remove your hats if you're wearing one. 
And uh, let's go and, and talk to our Father. Lord and Heavenly Father, Lord, it's so nice to talk to you this morning. Thank you for picking up, always, never sending us to voicemail, never ignoring our pleas, our heavenly texts to you. Uh, you listen to everything we say, and you guide us even when we don't want to listen to you. And for that, Lord, we are so, so thankful. As that song said, Jesus died so we could live. I can't even imagine a stranger uh, doing that for me, let alone a family member or somebody close to me. I would forever, ever, ever be in their, in, in their debt or their family's debt for what they did, that sacrifice. And how much more did Jesus sacrifice? Gave up heaven to be tortured here on earth for all of us. Lord, most of us here don't feel like we deserve it. And we would be right in thinking that. We don't deserve your mercy. We don't deserve your grace. Jesus didn't deserve to die an insufferable death because of what we do. But we do know about mercy. We do know about mercy. Because that's another great miracle and, 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 and blessing of God that we saw as Jesus gave his life up for us. Mercy. So let us pass that same mercy on to people in our lives. And let us to remember every day that the only reason that we are here today and have an opportunity to be with you every day is because of what Jesus did for us over 2,000 years ago. We thank you for this and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Misery loves company, doesn't it? Misery loves company. Folks, I titled today's show, No Rest or Peace for the Wicked. I didn't say that. God did. I believe there's a song, isn't there, Eli? Ain't no rest for the wicked. Money don't grow on trees. I got bills to pay. I got mouths to feed. And ain't nothing in this world is free. Eli used to sing that at karaoke all the time, right, Eli? Tell you what, you ain't seen nothing until you see me and Eli rip up a karaoke stage, right, brother? The LFA family haven't seen that yet. The day they do, they'll be like, oh, you guys are old. Yep, we are. Learn something, youngins. <laughs> but there is no rest, no peace for the wicked. God says that. He says that in Isaiah, which we're going to talk about today. And it really makes me think of the misery loves company phrase. All these people are so unhappy. Think of yourself when you think of the wicked people. When you think of the righteous and you think of the wicked, removing yourself from the equation because you don't want to feel, you don't want to sound selfish or you don't want to put yourself, exalt yourself above anybody else. So let's just look at it from a um, outside the box point of view. Remove yourself from the equation and think of the wicked and the righteous. Now I'm going to pull up the LFA chat here because I want you to tell me your examples of wicked and righteous just by naming a certain group of people. Think in your head all the people that are wicked on this planet and think of your head all the people that are righteous on this planet. And God says that the wicked will receive no rest, no peace, no joy. Now I want you to think of who that sounds like 
and the righteous will experience peace, love, joy, um, righteousness, mercy, grace, love, all of that. I want to pop this up here. Antifa is wicked. Trannies are wicked. Democrats, Catholics, somebody said. Now, I'm not, they're not speaking of every Catholic in the world. They're speaking of the Catholic Church and those who are uh, Christians and pa- uh, versus pagans. Democrat, LBGT, LGBTQ, rhinos. Um, that's a long list. Jeffrey Epstein was wicked. That's a good one. Wicked globalist, righteous Christians. P- pedos are, pedos are w- wicked. There you go. Uh, Democrats, drug dealers. No one is righteous, not one. Well, you are in the face. You are when you put on the grace of God. You are made righteous, and God calls you his righteous children if you are walking in the light of Jesus. So before Jesus, you are correct. Biden is wicked. Pedos are wicked. The Dalai Lama. There you go. That's a good one. All trans are wicked. Elite are wicked. Disney is wicked. The Pope, somebody said. Stormy Daniels. Soros, transgender terrorists. All right, now there's a reason I asked you guys all to put that in there. Because if you look at all the people that have no peace, look at the people that have no peace. This is how you identify who the wicked are and who the righteous are. First of all, the wicked do not believe in God. Let's just get the big one out of the way. The wicked do not believe in God and Jesus. That's the big one. Okay, let's get the first and foremost, the primary, um, the primary characteristic of a wicked person is somebody who does who denies Jesus Christ and denies the will and the word of almighty God. That's the big one. Now, let's move down the list. Now, let's look at look at those people who do not believe in God or Jesus Christ. What other characteristics or what other uh, um Ways can you define them? Well, they're very unhappy. They're always mad. They're always trying to cause division. They're always looking at ways to get more money, greed, power, control. They always uh, want you to embrace their narrative and their agenda or else that they're, they're going to sick people on you to hurt you, cancel you, fire you, destroy you, kill you. I mean, look at the people that don't have God. They have no peace. And Chris DL put it in there right. No peace, no God. No God, as in know him, and no peace. That's incredibly correct. That's perfect right there. All the people in this world that never have peace, look at what they do. Misery loves company. And I'm reminded, and I believe I put this in my morning newsletter today, I'm reminded of being in prison and being in prison with murderers who are not going to get out ever. They've got multiple life sentences. Now, when you're getting ready to leave or max out, whatever it is you want to call it, leave prison, these people try to do things to you, do, make you do things to, to kind of to ruin your chances of getting out of there and kind of screw yourself over so that you stay in prison. That's the definition of somebody with no hope, no peace, no happiness, right? No God, no love, no joy. And what these people want is they want you because they love misery loves company so much. They need to bring your happiness down to their level of unhappiness. They need to rid you of your joy so they can bring you down to their level of joylessness because there's no way they can achieve your level of peace, happiness, and joy without God. And they're completely unwilling 
to embrace God, to embrace Jesus, to embrace what they say. The only way to God is through Jesus Christ himself. So because they're not able to get there, the only thing that they can do is latch on to you and bring you down. Who does that sound like to you in your life? No rest, no peace for the wicked. Do you feel like you never have any rest or never have any peace? It's okay to speak up. You're amongst friends. You're amongst family. You're amongst brothers and sisters in Christ. If this sounds like you and you have the courage to speak up and say, wow, this sounds like me, that's great because at least you're identifying, man, I feel like I never have any peace and I never have any joy. Maybe, maybe it's somebody in your family, your wife, your husband, your children, your parents, your grandparents, your nieces, your nephews. If this sounds like them, see if you can compare it to the fact that they don't believe in God and don't believe in Jesus, because that would tell you that the common denominator here is Jesus. You either have him or you don't, and with him you have peace and joy and rest, and without him you don't. As a matter of fact, Jesus is working tirelessly right now, infinitely, to create a resting place for you when you die. And if you die... As a child of God, then you go to eternal rest and peace and joy. So if you think about these people that you know in your life, or let's, t- let's think about this, people that you don't know, people like in uh, the D.C. corruption or, or, or corrupted lawyers or in the LGBTQ community or whatever, they hate themselves so much that they need to become somebody different. Well, if they hate themselves and they don't know thy true self, and if they don't know thy true self, then they don't have God. I mean, think about it. The common denominator here amongst all the people that have peace and joy and rest is God. And all those that have no peace, no joy, no rest are without God. Look at Jonah. Look at Jonah. Jonah turned his back on God. Jonah ran from God multiple times. And every time he ran away from God, he ran to a place where God did not dwell. And where God does not dwell, bad things kept happening. And that, and he embraced that misery. Oh, look at me. All these bad things keep happening. All these bad things keep happening. Oh, that bush fell down when I was under that bush trying to get um, safety and sanctity from the sun. Oh, the bush fell and now the sun's beating on me. Oh, this happens. That happens. Everywhere he went, bad things happened. Why? Because he separated himself from the one true God that he knew existed. He turned his face from God, the Holy One, the one who created everything. Jehovah Jireh, Yahweh, Elohim. He turned his back from him and then everything went wrong. And then you know those people in your lives, don't you? Oh, when it rains, it pours. Bad things come in three. Of course, nothing good happens for me. I never win anything. Nobody ever does anything for me. Nobody never acknowledges me when I do good. Oh, I'm expecting the worst to happen. Oh, we're going to go on vacation. I bet we're going to get a flat tire. That is living without God. That's living a life of loneliness, depression, no rest, no peace, no joy, no love, no hope. How many of you know people like that? Dr. Goat Kisses sounds like Eeyore. Well, Eeyore's a donkey, not a goat. I'm just kidding. 
But it does, doesn't it? Oh, it's my birthday. Oh, I can't wait to celebrate with all of my friends. Christy L said, sounds a lot like a Democrat. Yes, it does. They are the party of no hope. Larry says, sounds a lot like me. Larry, what does that tell you, my brother? What does that tell you? It tells you that you're in the right place. I'll tell you that right now. It tells you that you're here in the right place. This is the first step, Larry. And I know you're going through internal struggle with you and your wife and, and your life and, your, and, and God and everything. I know that. That's why I, I look for you every day. I make sure you're in here every day. It's like a pastor going, and where's Larry today? Is Larry here? Larry? 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 Oh, Larry's not here? Hold on. Hi, Larry. Just wondering where you are, brother. Not because... I need you to believe in God because God wants you to know that there are people out there that he is using to bring you to him. And Larry's here every day. And we love him. But if this sounds like you, Larry had the courage to say this sounds like me, then what does that tell you? Where do you need to go? I mean, we've got, we've got the diagnosis, right? I'm sorry today. Uh, today... Uh, I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but you have no hope. You have no joy. You have no love. You have no rest. Oh, doc, what do I do? Well, you're in luck. You're in luck because this is not an eternal disease. So I've diagnosed you. I've looked at the facts, right? I've relied on my training. I've diagnosed what the problem is. And the good thing about it is, is I have a cure for that. There is a cure for that. And anybody who takes it is cured. It's a 100% cure rate. And it's God. Now, I know that's easier said than done. But it's also easier done than said. Weird how that works, isn't it? All you got to do is open up the B-I-B-L-E and immerse yourself in it. Immerse yourself in it day in and day out. More tomorrow than you did today. More the next day than you do tomorrow. More the day after that than you did the day before. And it doesn't have to be reading. Like me, I'm a really, I, it's very hard for me to sit down and read and comprehend things, you know, in paragraph form. But if I read little excerpts here and there and it pushes me to a verse and then I go read that verse. Or if I if I'm scrolling online and I'm following a bunch of Christian pages and I see these videos where people are explaining things, that to me is immersing myself in the Lord. It doesn't mean just sitting down and reading a book. I know a lot of people have a hard time doing that. I want to go to one minute prayer for dads. Okay? It's right here. One minute prayer for dads. If you guys can all see that. My mom got me this uh, book back in the day, my early tenure, as Clarence Thomas says. Clarence, uh, I'm in my early tenure. When I was in my early tenure of the Lord, I got this. Uh, Chris Dell says, I'm the same, Jeremy. There you go, brother. There you go. There you go. He does the same. He needs to see videos and needs to see, you know, interaction with the word of God. And that's okay. That's why God has it out there for us. Some people consume the word of God in different ways. But what I always do is I try to back up everything that I see, hear, watch, scroll through with actual word. I do want to go and read it in context. Like when, I, when, when God gives me the verse of the day every morning, I don't just look at that verse and go, oh, that's a great verse. 
that's a great verse. I think I'll put that verse out there and I'll uh, write something about it. No, I actually go and I read the entire chapter just so I can understand where, like the context in which that verse was was uh, relayed to me through video or anybody can just say a verse and put it on a video and, you know, boom, boom, bang, a short clip and it's, it's meant for inspiration. But you really need to find out where that comes from, who said it, why they said it, what their intention was, did they have an agenda? Like all that stuff matters. You know what I mean? Facts matter. So let's get into page 37 of One Minute Prayer for Dads. And we're going to, it's titled Complete Joy. Complete joy. Jeremy, my brother got a girl pregnant in high school and she gave up the baby boy for adoption and the boy contacted my brother on Easter. Great phone reunion. We've been praying. Prayers answered. Thank you. Yamain won. Now that is the great story of the day. That is the most wonderful miracle. See, miracles do happen. Miracles do happen. What are the odds? How great is that? I'm so happy to hear that. What are the odds? Beautiful. Just beautiful. Everybody say amen in the chat right now. And by the way, folks, if you've not done so yet, please just reach down right below my finger right there. Make that thumb turn green. Okay? Make that thumb turn green. Click that thumbs up. Like this video. If you can't do it, you probably do not have a Rumble account. If you don't have a Rumble account, we desperately need you to create one. So please do that and engage with us, okay? Look at all the amens coming in. Look at this. It's endless. This is the, this is the power of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Wow, what a miracle. Amen. 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 Look at that. 1,400 people strong in here, all showering gifts of love and praise on Yamin and her, fa- on, and, and her family. What a beautiful sight. I love this family so much. All right, here we go. Complete joy from 1 John one four. Do you have your Bibles with you? If you do, open up to First John one four. Now, somebody, if you want to get better at going right to a verse, I suggest putting color-coded tabs on the edge of your chapters and then write what chapter it is so you can go right to it. First John one four. If fatherhood isn't joy, if it's not a joy, then something is wrong. If you're a father or a parent and you don't have joy being a parent, something is definitely wrong. Not with your kids, with you. If the lack of joy is due to temporary adversity, which you're going to have all the time, especially with teenagers, it will eventually pass. But if the joy has long been absent, then it's time to get a proact it's time to get proactive in finding the renewed joy before it's too late if the matter is spiritual ask god for times of refreshing if your job is robbing you of joy you may have to consider a change even if you take a cut in salary if there's a conflict between you and your wife the kids will pick up on this if the conflict is not easily resolved Go for counseling. There's no shame in getting help. A good licensed Christian counselor is one of God's tools to get us back on track to renew our joy. I believe we spoke about Christian counselors two weeks ago. Saying that there's no shame in your game by going and seeing a counselor. Just make sure that they're a Christian counselor. Otherwise, their agenda is driven by money. For the most part. Not everybody. 
but for the most part. Lord, my kids are a great source of joy. How many of you, you probably have kids that are older now, but how many of you remember your kids being young? Raise your hand. 5, 10, 15 years old. Do you remember it very well? Because I'll tell you what I do. My kids, the teenagers and the children, the little ones, or my little one, Lily. I'll sit there in the summertime, like sit on the deck or something, having an iced tea or, or a coffee in the evenings, and I'll just watch my kids. And I'll smile. I'll just listen to what they say. Nine times out of ten, I got to cut in and say, hey, don't say that. Don't act like that. Treat your brother or sister with respect. But I do just sit there in amazement and I smile. And I remember being their age. And I look at them now and I look at how smarter they are than I was. How much more in tune with God they were than I was. And I just smile and I watch them. And it brings me great joy. Brings me great joy just looking at them. Just looking at how they've grown and then looking back at pictures when they were little and crying. (laughs) But yeah, it is truly wonderful to just watch them. It brings me great joy. But do you know what brings me more joy than my children? Jesus. Now, some might say, well, Jeremy, come on now. Your children got to bring you more. No, they don't. I have never felt joy like the love of Jesus in my life, not even with my children. Because I already told my children, you come home acting all tranny-like and saying, oh, I'm going to go to the state because you won't let me be a non-binary crazy freak. I'm going to say, good, grab your bags and get out. See ya. Come back when you're normal. Not dealing with that here. My children already know. You know who I would never do that to? Jesus. (laughs) I would never tell Jesus to get out. Come back when you're normal. My kids are a great source of joy, but you, God, are my true source, source of joy. Your joy motivates me to do well in all my pursuits, including fatherhood. When adverse situations rob me of joy, please remind me that you never change. And thus my access to joy never changes. It's not like a little RSA code or a little VPN. Your access doesn't change. You can get in the same way every day. At such times, I need to take my eyes off the joy-robbing situations and look again to you. Thank you for your ceaseless joy. Father, I need it today. Some people need to take a break from politics, right? That's why you'll see people say, man, I haven't watched LFA in like two weeks. I need to take a break. I needed to focus on my family and God. That's incredible. That's justified. That's great. Although we missed you while you were gone, but that's great. You need to do that. Sometimes... Even LFA TV news can rob you of your joy. And you need a break. Majorva says, I love you, Jesus. Thank you for creating me and saving me. Annette says, we are all sinful. So easy for us not to be so easy to love. That's a good point. That's a good point. Steve says, My grandkids are great joy. And you can give them back. Indie Girl Mom says, Julie Green talked about joy this morning. Well, there you go. There you go. I'm talking about rest and peace, but very symbiotic with joy. You need one for the other. 
Thanks, Jeremy, for saying that. News hurts sometimes. Yeah, it sure does. It sure does. I fasted from LFA after Rise Up on Good Friday until Monday. So this week, by the way, is our week to do 36-hour fast. That means Friday, uh, Thursday morning breakfast until Friday night dinner. So if you're going to join in with me, load up. Load up on, on uh, Thursday morning breakfast. Normally, I don't eat breakfast, um, but uh, I'm going to load up on Thursday morning breakfast. I can tell you that. And there's a reason why, ladies and gentlemen, because uh, uh, 36 hours is going to be like, oh, that's going to be a rough one. 36 hours is going to be a rough one. Um, news makes my heart hurt. Well, especially if you're getting it from the mainstream media, right? If you're getting news from the mainstream media, man, I'll tell you what. Jeremy, it's a different kind of joy with Jesus. Hard to explain, easy to feel within whole body. I often cry listening to praise songs. Me too. Me too. And Augie says, I did a 72-hour fast and I feel amazing. You did 72 hours already? Holy moly, how did you do that? Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, 36 is going to be a rough one for me. Um, so we're going we're gonna to do our best, but we're going to... Still intake field of greens and plenty of water. Um, I'm going to fast. When do we start? We're going to start Thursday morning, right after breakfast. Okay? Um, I get my news from LFA. All of it, Jeremy. There's so much evil out there. True that. True that. Okay, let's go to the next book, which is the Bible Promise Book for mornings and evenings. And we're going to read ideally enough, from a page that says rest. Rest. Jeremy, if you are going to fill up on Thursday, how will you ever be able to do your shows? Yeah, I know, right? Here we go. Rest. Uh, If you've got your Bibles and you're quick to the draw, please go to Proverbs 3.24. Proverbs 3.24. I'm Sullivan says, I get my first field of greens next week. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. And by the way, folks, if you can't fa- if you can't make it the full 36 hours, there's no shame in that. Make it as long as you can. And when you think you can't make it, pray, and you'll get a little longer. And when you think you can't make it, maybe pray. But if you really can't make it, then there's no shame in that, okay? No shame in that. Here we go. Proverbs 3.24. When thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down, and thy shall sleep, or in thy sleep shall be sweet. Proverbs 3.24, King James Version. Now, again from the King James Version, Hebrews 4, 4, 9. Hebrews 4, 4 and 9. For he spake in a certain place of the seventh day on this wise And God did rest the seventh day from all his works. There remaineth, therefore, a rest to the people of God. No rest for the wicked, though. Rest for the people of God. You want true rest? There you go. It takes more than a quiet place or a time away to bring true rest. We must jump into God's everlasting arms and dive into his Word. There you go. Rest is found in knowing Christ and understanding 
that through his sacrifice on the cross, we are at peace forevermore with God. As we allow God's peace to fill us, we will find real rest. Look, you can get all the earthly, fleshly rest you want, but if you don't have spiritual rest, you will never, ever, ever, ever feel rejuvenated. You will never feel like your energy and stamina is restored. You'll feel a little bit, you know, a little bit better than you did when you rested, but it doesn't last long. It's like a, it's like a five-hour energy, right? When you just get bodily and, and, and earthly and fleshly rest, it's like a five-hour energy that you get, uh, and you only get it for five hours. But if you get spiritual rest, you feel like you could just keep going because your mind is not exhausted. Because when your mind is exhausted, your body's exhausted. We talk about it with Field of Greens all the time. Your mind, body, and soul needs to be in tune. And it talks about it in 1 Corinthians. You need to have a clean body, a clean mind, a clean soul in order to operate at 100%. If you do not, well, then you're operating on 33 or 76%. Pretty simple. Pretty easy math right there, folks. Father God, there are many days when I don't have time to sit. And all these times remind me that peace comes from knowing you and resting in the work that you have done. And ultimately, the rest comes to me. Amen. Amen. That's probably one of the greatest things I've ever read. I didn't read that prior to the show. Probably one of the greatest things I ever read. How about you? True rest. 33.3%, 33.3%, 33.3%, 33.3%, 33.3%, 33.3%, mind, body, soul. Remember what we talked about yesterday? Everything comes in threes. Father, Son, Holy Spirit, time, matter, space. All of it comes in threes. So, judging by the most simplistic description and definition that I just gave you, if you're experiencing any kind of exhaustion where you just can't move forward, whether it be through society or culturally or physically or spiritually, it's because your mind, body, and soul are not connecting. You're operating on, on, uh, on one or two less spark plugs. Your cylinders are not firing, if you get what I'm saying. It's really that simple. Faith, hope, love. It all comes in three. It's the trinity of the way life is supposed to work. And if you don't have one then you are subject to not even being able to fire on the other two. It's that simple. And when you figure out the equation, it's like any puzzle. It's like any algorithm. You go, well, how did I not see that? How did I not see that? And Diane just said something amazing. What was the age of Jesus when he died? Eli, do you know? 33. Threes and sevens, baby. Threes and sevens. I'm just looking at your comments. They're going so fast, so I apologize. Um, Look at everybody. Everybody's just, they're starting. So many people are just now starting to get it. Look, I'm just starting to get it too. I'm just starting to get it too. That's why you see a smile so big on my face today. Mind, body, spirit. All three of them need to be fed. That's why we get up in the morning and we say, hey, no Bible, no breakfast. You can't put food in your belly and, fl- and feed your fleshly body if you're not putting the word food in your soul and feeding your soul. And Jack's Rock said there were also three crosses that day too. 
That's another great comparison that I didn't think of. <laughs> Unbelievable. Three days until Jesus rose. You see, the Holy Trinity is everywhere. You cannot get through life and achieve, succeed, believe. You know that famous saying, be happy, find rest, find joy. You cannot do it unless mind, body, and soul. <laughs> I just, I think it's incredible. I've actually figured out some things in explaining this that I didn't think of. Just me explaining this is actually teaching me about it. For the first time, I'm starting to realize this in real time while we're talking. This isn't something that I figured out beforehand. Again, this is my journey with Jesus. So basically, while I'm talking to the camera, what I'm really doing during Rise Up is having a conversation with Jesus, and he's having a conversation back to me, teaching me in real time through the Holy Spirit, and I am just displaying that uh, interaction with Jesus to you. It's, it's the most incredible thing I've ever been a part of. It's, it's a miracle. It's an absolute miracle. Hey, is that Chris Lartz? Thanks, I needed this today. Ladies and gentlemen, if that's Chris Lartz, Lartz78, let me tell you. Chris, is that you? Eli, if that's Chris Lartz in the chat, he was there with me when I committed my crimes to go to prison. He was actually involved in the crimes and got the same charges that I got. And he today is also with God. Like I am. Chris, I need to know if that's you. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have a cup of coffee here. Let's pull up the Rumble chat. Wow. Wow. What a blessing if that's the case. Sip on that Rise Up coffee. Hey, it is Chris. All right, ladies and gentlemen. Whoa, man. I wonder. I'd love to send him an invite and have him come on. Maybe we'll have to do that another day. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, Chris Lartz. Let me tell you who this is. Remember the car I told you that pulled up to me that Sunday and said, hey, come with us. And I said, no, I'm okay. And they said, come on, come trip on acid and do drugs with us and break into houses. Well, they didn't say that, but, uh, (laughs) you know, they said the first part, Chris was in the car. How incredibly ironic that he and I are here now in the name of the Lord walking on that narrow path. And he's got a son as well whom he tries to give the Lord's word to today. Think about that. What, what, is, what are the chances of that? What a miracle. Uh, Chris and I used to do some crazy stuff together. He was sentenced to the same charges that I was. And look at him now. Man, love you, brother. I hope you're doing well. Wow, I'm just blown away by that. I didn't even realize, I just seen the last name and I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. There's only one person in the world that I know with that last name and that's him. That is really cool. I'm like super shell-shocked right now. He knows. Is Chris back there, Eli? He knows. (laughs) He knows. He knows what we went through. He knows what I went through. He knows the the, the journey Uh, firsthand. He was right there with me when we did it. Jeremy, my son lost his life to injury sustained in a car accident. Oh, oh, whoa. Well, look at that. From happiness to sadness. Chris, I'm so sorry to hear that, man. I I remember you posting pictures and stuff of him all the time on uh, Facebook and stuff when I was there. 
so sorry to hear that, man. I hope he was with the Lord. I hope he was right with the Lord. I, uh, that, that brings sadness to my heart, brother. I, uh, sorry that happened. Sorry that happened. No wonder why you're here. Oh, that sucks, man. <sighs> Talk about two bombshells right in a row. Well, brother, I'm very sorry to hear that. I love you. Been a long time. Hopefully see you soon. And very sorry for your loss. Very, very, very sorry for your loss. I know how much you loved your boy. I know how much he was your world. That really sucks. Hmm. Well, Chris, I'm glad you're here. Pretty sure he was probably in his early 20s. I think somebody asked how old he was. I think he was late teens, maybe. Wow. That's rough. What's that, Eli? Yeah, he can uh, he can DM it to me on Instagram. If you want to send me your uh, send me your number, Chris, I'd love to give you a call uh, when I can. Um, but we are glad you're here, and God has got you here for a reason, my brother. And apparently, you said you needed this today, so apparently, you're looking for rest and peace. And I'll let you know this, man: you're not the wicked, because if you were the wicked, you would not be directed here to get that peace and rest that you're so seeking. So we know that you are, he was 19, 19. Wow. Well, I have no idea what I'm about to read, Chris, but I have a feeling because this is Jesus listens, that this is going to pertain to you. Because every day on this show, Eli, right? Every day on this show, it seems like somebody here this show is directly to them, right? It happens all the time. Happens all the time. Now, I know this show is for everybody to see, and it's my journey with Jesus, but sometimes God uses this podcast to speak to somebody specifically, and I know that could apply to so many people, but I have a feeling that what I'm about to read is going to apply to you, and I don't even know. But we're going to read from April 11th, because that's, oh, by the way, today's my son's birthday as well. Kind of uh, weird. <laughs> Let's read this. Dear, dearest Jesus, I believe in you, even though I do not see you with my own eyes. I know you are far more real than the things that I can see all around me. So when I believe in you, I'm trusting in rock-solid reality. No matter what my circumstances may be, You are the indestructible rock on which I stand. I'm thankful I can always take refuge in you because I belong to you forever. You've been teaching me that believing in you has innumerable benefits. Of course, the most obvious one is the eternal salvation of my soul. A gift of infinite value. My belief in you also enhances my present life immensely, enabling me to know whose I am and who I am. You help me. Here it is, Chris. 
You help me find my way through this broken world with hope in my heart as I stay in close communication with you. Lord, you have been enlarging my capacity for joy. The more I seek you, the more I fully come to know you, the more you fill me with inexpressible and glorious joy. Chris, I imagine what you're seeking to fill that hole of pain is only going to come from right here where you're seeking it. And I'm not talking about just this podcast. I'm talking about with God. This is God telling you, I know you're hurt, brother, son. And I know that there's no amount of people saying, oh, I'll pray for you. Oh, we're here for you that's going to fix that. Matter of fact, I'm assuming that people get tired of hearing it after a while. And the pain just is too much. But God is telling you, Chris, that he can take that pain away and fill you with joy again. Especially knowing that he's got your son right there with him. I believe that's why you're here today, and I believe that's what God's trying to tell you. There's no accident that you're here, and you were in my past 30 years ago. It's no accident that you're here, and it's no accident that... Uh, that I saw your message in the, com- in the chat, even though it's going a million miles an hour. And it's no accident that God has a clear message for you. Thank you. I truly need to be reminded that it's okay to feel joy again, Chris said. God felt the same pain as I watched his own son pass. I want I, I do want to I do want to let Chris and everybody know this. God and Jesus will never put you through something that they themselves have not been through. So you are right on that one, Chris. God knows what you're feeling. He knows the pain. We all here have the same desire to know the love and joy and rest of God. So you're in good hands, but you are right. God experienced it too. And and just the fact that you acknowledge that lets us know that you're ready to receive receive that joy again. Barbara said, Chris, so glad that you are here today. May God comfort you with the truth that your son is with him now. Oh, wretched man says, this is truly God's podcast. That's what he wanted me to call it. That's, I almost thought it was blasphemy when I first said it. But that's what God kept saying. Tell everybody this is God's podcast. So I did. I started saying this is God's podcast. I literally, I felt like it was uh, like, oh, I probably shouldn't say that, right? That's kind of like not holding, you know, putting God up on the pedestal that he belongs on. I mean, this is just a lowly podcast, but this is truly God's podcast. He gets to use this as a perfect direct way to get to people who watch the show. It's, it's uh It's incredible. Barbara Peters said, Jesus cried when Lazarus died. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And I'm so glad Chris found his way here today. Wow. I had other plans for today's show. 
As a matter of fact, God said, <laughs> funny, that was not nice little plans you had there. I got some different plans though, so uh, buckle up, buttercup. Wow, what a day. What a way to start the day out. I never really, I never expected, I never, ex- I never know where Rise Up is going to go. That's a funny thing. I always know where LFA is going to go, live from America. But I never know where Rise Up is going to go. Let's go Lugo said, Chris, the Lord took your son home earlier than we are used to do, or we are used, used to. One day you will re- you reunite with him in heaven under God's love. We are your family. We will help you through this time of troubled waters. And that's another thing, too. We got to think, why does God take somebody early? Well, there's a reason. He needs them. He needs them, and he needed them to do what they did here. That's why none of us are promised tomorrow, because we don't know what our job here is to do. And once our job is done, God can call us home. And who are we to argue with him just because we want them here? Susie Q said, this show has changed my life, Jeremy. And for that, I thank you. I, well, I thank you. And I thank God for that too. I do. Let's go to this uh, last joy on the journey. And then we'll get to the verse of the day. Joy on the journey. Psalm 145, 9. The Lord is good to all. He has compassion on all he has made. What the evangelist said shocked many in his audience. Heaven is my home and I am not homesick, but I am not homesick. We've read this before. He wasn't downplaying the anticipation we should have for heaven. He was reflecting the truth that our heavenly father wants us to enjoy with gratitude, the good things that he provided for us in this world. This old Jewish proverb reinforces the idea, quote, in the judgment, a man will be held accountable for every blessing he refused to enjoy. For those who are near the end of their life, are lonely, for those who are near the end of life are lonely or depressed or whose bodies are weak and disease ravaged, it is understandable that they long for the indescribable blessings of the land of no more heartache, pain, and tears. But as Christians, we certainly must not disregard the daily mercies and the rich abundance that our Father gives to us. The Bible says that God richly provides us with everything for our enjoyment. 1 Timothy 6 17. His goodness is shown to all humankind in rain from heaven and crops in their seasons. He provides you with plenty of food and fills your hearts with joy. Acts 14, 17. In other words, all of us, even non-Christians, are able to enjoy much of life's goodness. Yes, heaven awaits us, but God wants us to be glad and enjoy all of his goodness as we journey homeward. So even people that lose loved ones, like Chris lost his son, God wants you to still experience the joy that he's giving you today. The loss of your son is sad, but the devil will use that to rob you of your joy tomorrow. Don't let that happen, Chris or anybody. Don't let that happen to Chris or anybody. No rest or peace for the wicked. Good morning. God continues to tell us that he will fight our battles for us. He also says that we are not at war against flesh and blood, but of that of evil demonic spirits. How are we to fight what we can't see? Well, it's easy, actually. You just let God do it and rely on his word and his promises that he's got this. 
I know that the flesh gets in the way and makes you want to take control, but you don't have to. God promises you peace and the rest that you deserve if you do. And for those who don't, well, Isaiah 48, 22 simply says this, and it's the last statement of the chapter. There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. There is no peace, says the Lord, for the wicked. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to bring you out the same way I brought you in today, and I want to thank Chris for chiming in today. God wanted you to do that so that we could focus on you, so that God could give you a message. Thank you, brother. I love you. I hope all is going to go well for you. I know all is going to go well for you, and uh, you know where to reach me if you ever need to. For the rest of you, thank you for joining in today. I love you very much. Sean Farish, Ungoverned, comes up next, followed by Live from America, followed by Unafraid with Mike Crispy, followed by Loud Majority, Kevin Smith, followed by Matta of Fact with Ryan Matta, then Wrong Think with Anna Perez, Moody with Isabella, Live from America again with myself, and then, of course, rounding out the day, Culture Wars with Will Johnson. I love you all. God bless you. Have a great morning, and I'll see you at 11. Don't forget to rumble the video. The king is in a room. Come see the scars of love upon his hands. The king is in a room. We'll watch the darkness flee. Is coming. Yeah. Who is this king? Who is this king?